Welcome everybody to Beauty and Business. I'm Mel Wilson and we have a special treat for you today because I'm here with my executive assistant and you all saw her looking dazzling down in uh, Sydney at the ABIA Awards. Hi Kira. Hi Elle. And the reason that I've invited Kira on is because she she really wants to, she asked me questions about becoming Educator of the Year of the Award and winning it and uh, she was with me the entire time through the nomination, weren't you? I was, I was. And uh, I was in Canada actually when I was nominated as a <laughs> finalist, wasn't even here. And, and I think that one of the takeaways today that we want to, we really want to give back to our audience is uh, we're going to talk about education and what it actually means. But I think you have some questions uh, or even just what your experience was like. What, what was it like for you being around me and everything that was happening and being in Sydney and so on? Yeah, so as someone who works alongside Elle every single day, except for the weekends, of course. <laughs> you want to come, don't yeah. you, on the weekends? Don't you? Um, it's great. Like, it's an awesome experience. But being down in Sydney, being at the ABIA night, all I can say it was it was a powerful moment for the beauty industry. I was there. Everyone else who was there noticed it, experienced it. We had people coming up to you all night just saying, wow, Elle, like, what a speech. You really brought the house down with that speech. And I think because it was all about the beauty industry. That's and beautiful. It, it, meant, it meant more to them than it did almost to you getting receiving that award. Like, it was more for, for them, I guess. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Hey, we're going to tell people a little funny little story in a minute. But you know what, Kara, that's really, really sweet. And, and, and I think that the fact that you felt that and because you know me so well mm -hmm. i mean because we're so close because we work together you know so so closely every single day and uh and you're probably the closest team member that i have because we have a lot of people but you know you're my, my closest team member and i think that um even going up to the evening which we were a bit late weren't we we were. We yes. were actually 27 <laughs> minutes late everyone and i bet you don't know why but we're gonna tell you <laughs> <laughs> so here I was sitting in our beautiful apartment already, all glammed up, ready to go. And poor Kira sitting in her, you know, little flash bathroom, having this, what, what was going on in there? It was basically a hair meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, hmm, starts at seven and uh, it was going to take us half an hour to get there. And it was just hilarious. But I used that time. So thank you for sharing that actually before. Mm. It was really sweet because I... I I don't even remember the moment being powerful because I think I was so, um, I don't know, we'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, you know, it was, it's really lovely for you to say that, but the speech gave me your bad hair moment, your meltdown actually gave me a moment to uh, write a, a speech. And uh, I know you and Toby actually mentioned to me two days earlier in a cafe and I started writing something on a serviette because I hadn't even really thought about it. And who's got time to write a speech that I don't even know they're going to, you know, if you're going to win the award. And you said, you know, you should have something prepared. So here I was on the cafe serviette, you know, writing on the serviette with someone else's pen. And, um, and but I left it. And I thought, yeah, Toby said, yeah, it's okay. And then as you were having your meltdown, I was all dressed, all ready. Toby's still getting ready. I'm thinking, what is going on with all these people? And I just began... I don't know, I was so calm. I, I felt like something had just come over me that was so beautiful and it had something to say. You know, that part of me had really, it was almost like my heart was just writing the speech. And, and I loved that I got to 
to really speak from my heart, actually. And I think that's what you felt. Yes. And, and, I, and I always this award, even from the beginning when I was nominated as a finalist, I knew it wasn't about me because, you know, we're only a part of the bigger picture, you know, only like this small piece of the puzzle and we're looking out and into this beautiful beauty industry. And, and to me, I'm, I'm just, I feel the connections, I feel the love, I feel uh, what it's like to be a part of it. So it never really is just about me. Me, isolated on my own, I'm absolutely nothing without you know, the other beautiful people in the industry that I connect with, that I educate, that I might even, you know, just share time with or they might not even come and do my educational programs, but I've had an opportunity to connect with them. And I know you know that. So the speech was really, it really was written from my heart. And I felt like as I was writing it, a little bit like my book, actually, mm. it was kind of that same kind of feeling where I just didn't feel like, I don't know, it was just like a very mystical kind of experience, which um, is kind of kind of normal for me and it was very very beautiful for me to write it um, the interesting thing is when I, I I'd kind of completely let go which you knew of winning it wasn't the important thing at all yeah. you know and um, so I, I remember actually I didn't feel the power of the moment I just recall that my name was called out as a finalist and then as a winner and I, I kind of it was I don't know, there was something that happened to me. I even went deeper. I didn't get nervous. I just kind of fell into this really deep place where as I was walking up, um, I knew what was most important was to share those words with the industry. I wanted every beauty therapist to feel her value, to feel her self-worth, to feel how important she is in the lives of women and, and also to stop believing that we're not as important as doctors and as nurses and as lawyers and you know to really stand up and become the educators become the influencers and the authority in the world of beauty because at the moment you know the world is a changing and uh, it's it's kind of a big deal out there for the beauty salon owner and the beauty professional so that was really important to me um i can see you've got something you want to say yeah i was just thinking along the lines of you saying that you wanted to share that with the beauty professional and i was thinking exactly at that moment the same thing when I, you know, I broadcasted the whole speech live because I was like, this needs to leave this room and enter the whole beauty industry who are listening on our Facebook pages, on our social media. So that was when, like, the comments were going off <laughs> while you were Really? <laughs> I, I don't even think I've actually seen them. I don't think I've had a chance so, to look at them. So many of them, and it was, it was a really beautiful moment. I do want to bring it back a little bit more towards education as... I know I was speaking with a lady yesterday on the phone, a prospect, um, and she was saying how important it is to her to invest in education. Um, but with that, the beauty industry, there are so many educators out there now. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like so many different techniques, so many different companies. Yes. Yes. I mean, we're talking endorsed people, we're talking unendorsed people, mm. you know, and... Mm. Are we going to talk I, about that? Uh-oh. I, okay. like, I just feel like for the beauty professional, when they're trying to invest in their education now, it's an important thing. And I think more and more of them are realising that mm. long-term education is, the, the, like, the way to go. Mm -hmm. It's so, true. It's true. So, so I, you want me to speak to that? Yes. Um, I think that I think that for me, one of the key things is that the world is changing very rapidly. I mean, I don't even think a salon owner can make a five-year plan anymore, like we were able to do. 
uh, we just can't because we don't know what the world's going to look like in five years. Technology is, is just speeding up, you know, it's just insane what people can do, uh, what they can access, the information they can access. I mean, you know, now people don't even go to the doctor, they just go to Google or they go to the, their web browser and start searching for what's wrong with them. And, you know, it's the same with, you know, beauty bloggers and magazines, like, you know, they're all digital now. Everything, you know, people now just don't have that one voice, which when I first started was the beauty therapy salon. We were very elevated. You know, we were, our status was was high. Like people would, would go, you know what, I'm going to go to my beauty therapist and, you know, she's going to tell me. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It still doesn't happen. But we're so watered down now. We're so diluted in a lot of ways. And we have to accept this change. We have now lash artists that are not beauty therapists or um, I think in America they actually have to be estheticians, but here in Australia they don't have to even have any sort of diploma. They can be lash artists. And we have to accept these new people into our world and we have to look after them. And we have to embrace them and we can't sort of like push them away and pretend they don't exist because in fact they do and some of them are really high quality professionals that really want to do an exceptional job. And yes, we do have the other side of it where it's just about, you know, let me train you, I'll take your money and I don't care what becomes of you. And so there are, there's the other side of that. But I really want to talk about more so today the, the women out there that are the lash artists, even makeup artists that are becoming makeup artists and they're not beauty professionals. They want to do brows or they, they want to include something else. Or, you know, this is, it's, it's just changing and it's, this is the reality and we can't pretend it's not happening. Uh, it's the same in, you know, with the other things too. People want to be brow artists and they're not anything else. Some people want to do microblading for two days and go, uh oh, no, I'm not going there today. Let's just drop that. That's just too big. <laughs> That's another podcast. Don't get me started. But, you know, I'm talking really about the professionals that really want to educate themselves. They've got to watch out because sadly, the industry is uh, not only producing a lot of professionals that are coming through, really amazing professionals, but it's also producing a lot of trainers that have sort of stepped into this role of, oh gosh, I can do great lashes, I'm gonna go train people. It's a completely different thing. As an educator, and as the educator of the year, the advice that I can give to salon owners, lash artists, makeup artists, our hairdressers that are you know, really offering and looking for exceptional service and are looking for quality clients, is your education, do your research, look at these people that are coming to you saying to you that they want your money, number one, and they're gonna give you this um, skill. Uh, even if it's not a skill, even if it's just coaching or mentoring, whatever it is, who are these people? How long have they been in the industry? How long have they, you know, what are their challenges? What challenges have they been through? Uh, how many team members have they, members have they lost? How many have they employed? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's such a vast, vast thing. And, and you've, got, you've got to do your research. You've got to go in, get your hands dirty a little bit, go and ask people. I mean, message people privately. It's even a nicer way rather than doing it on a forum. And just ask for people to be honest. And, you know, people will have their own personal experiences. But one of the most important things is find out if the educators are endorsed by the company, for example, that they've been trained by. Are they allowed to use the training? You know, that's another thing that's important to me. And, uh, and the reason for that is because, you know, if someone's gone and taken something from someone else, why not go to the person that actually is the original educator? Why actually go to someone that's been taught something and then they're going to reteach it? 
how do you even know what you're getting you know and the difference between be able to be able being able to do a beautiful facial or being able to do a beautiful massage and to train or educate another human being they are worlds apart and I think that a lot of beauty professionals are finding that out right now. You know, so many of them come to us, don't they, Kira? They do, yes. And they say they've done just about every brow course and, you know, hey, I'm not happy, I need more. And I'm thinking, wow, how much money have you spent? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's thousands. You know, women that have spent thousands of dollars on microblading courses don't want to touch it, finding the backlash is too bad, you know, too, too strong or too just not good bad in other words really what other word can I use for their brand so you know I I really do believe it's important that you do the research and uh, don't just listen to people's words education is a skill uh, to become a, an educator you have to have incredible empathy you have to have incredible compassion love has to lead and you think oh what's love got to do with it? it's got everything to do with it how are you going to how are you going to grow a business without love? If you're not in love, you're in fear. I mean, that's it. You've only got two choices. How are you going to grow this business? How are you going to have a team that respects you if you're coming from a place of fear um, and ego? It doesn't work. How are you going to build a brand where clients are going to respect you? It's, it's just a very, very, very interesting thing to look at for the beauty industry. You know, is love in charge? And, and when I'm educated, do I need an educator that is looking for my potential, looking for the way to reach me rather than to judge me? And this is a key thing. I've had a lot of people that have come to me wanting to educate for me um, under True Brow. And uh, the first thing I look at is their, their personality, their character. Um, and if they're no longer with me, then that would say something mm -hmm. in, in uh, you know, I, I would say that it would have some, there'd be something there that you could look at if they're educating and they've been trained by me and they're not educating under me, but they're educating in my system, then I would definitely contact me and go, what's going on here? Can you speak to me? Because that is absolutely not even legal for them to do that. Um, and you you really, I've, you know, so many people are wasting their money and I really don't want to see that. I don't like seeing people waste their money. I think the beauty professionals work too hard for it. So do your research, reach out to me. I'm here for you. If you've got someone that's not an endorsed trainer, I'm gonna tell you. And if I, have endorsed, I haven't endorsed them, then stay away from them, you know, and uh, that would be your best bet. Come to me, come talk to me about how I can help you. But the takeaway I think today is that love educates mm -hmm. because love constantly reaches. It's constantly extending. It's not judging, you know, if you're gonna judge a student just because you've got some sort of issue with her personality, you're never ever gonna be able to educate her. You know, so it's, it really, it's, it's one of these things and I think that the educator has to have um, high levels of empathy and compassion and of course the knowledge, the professionalism. Uh, she has to be completely committed. And you know, when I think of some of the great educators uh, in our in, in Australia, for example, um, there's one that comes to mind and, uh, and I won't share her name on here because I, I just, you know, there's many of them and, and uh, I don't think it's exactly fair to single people out. But um, when I think of her, I just, I, I see her and I think, you know what, she, she couldn't handle her students not producing beautiful work. 
I mean, that would just be devastating to her, from a, even from a, not even from a perspective of love, but from the perspective of um, her personality. You know, she's she really. Um, it's really important to her. It's like if you go to a restaurant, for example, and you go to a restaurant and they slap the food down on the plate and it's kind of, it doesn't really matter, mm -hmm. you know? They're not really invested in what you think of it. They're not, they haven't got pride. And I wish I could use another word, but in this case, it is pride. You know, I don't like using that word, but it's kind of like they've got so much pride that it would really affect them if the work that, uh, that someone turned around and said, you know, you're, she, you don't do her her course you know it's just not it's not good you're not gonna you're not gonna like it that you know that's that's an educator that might not be working from love but because even of her egoic personality she's gonna give you good training <laughs> <laughs> so I think I've just gone back and actually backtracked on what I said but um, I guess what I'm saying is that there's two types yeah. right um, the person that just wants to go out there and take your money and wants egoically to just be an educator or be a trainer, uh, stay away from them. They don't have anything invested. I mean, the person that's got pride, you know, it's like going to a restaurant where they're really proud of the end result. You, you, they're going to look after the food. They're going to make sure it's clean. They're going to make sure that you're going to get um, a really good meal. I think of the Greeks and the Italians, only because my background is Greek, that they're just so proud. You know, you'd go to a fish and chip shop in the olden days and the Greeks, they'd be spotless. You know, there would, no one would ever come in and say, you know, your fish and chips were not clean. They would die. It's like their houses, you know, everything had to be spotless. So, you know, there's something to be said about that side of things. You're always going to get a great education from someone that's got that level of pride in them. Um, and it may not be connected with love, but love is different. You know, love will, love will educate even the person that is struggling. You know, love is even going to be able to bring out the best in a person that really doesn't even believe in themselves yet. And that, to me, is a profound educator. That's a person that really is looking for that tiny little space that that person has where they can be reached and extended to. And that means that they can, you know, literally, you know, their, their success rate of educating um, other human beings is extremely high. And even if someone doesn't have the dexterity or they can never ever, you know, they're never going to be able to create the most amazing lashes or facials or do the best massage or the best brows, what they will be able to do is have had an element, they'll have had an element of change in, in, their, in themselves. So still they will have experienced something really meaningful. But the reality of it is that the success rate of people that educate with empathy, compassion, love as their highest and strongest values is extremely high. And, uh, and I think that that for me, you know, love can do business. Love does business better than fear, obviously. Um, we, we're not drained, we're not depleted. We know when it's time to take a break and we go, right, bam, that's it, I'm out, you know, we shut everything down. And that's like a, um, a moment of self-love and care. And uh, we have to learn that. We have to learn that in this industry because we're serving people all the time, aren't we? Constantly. We are, yeah. Constantly. It's really sweet actually having you ask me questions and connecting and sharing. Um, Kira, I think we might do this a little bit more often. I'll drag you out of your little office. Big <laughs> office, actually. Uh, and, um, and, and, and chat with you a little bit more because you, you probably pull out a few great things out of me, in fact. So I, I think the takeaway, what's our takeaway from today? Education is key and do your research. Mm -hmm. 
don't just accept what people say just because they're putting it in front of you make sure you know there's a lot of people with lots of charisma out there but it doesn't mean that they can really pull it off in the end and your money you know is is important and you've worked hard to earn it and uh, I don't personally want you to give it give it away for uh, you know for nothing so beautiful it was beautiful to win the educator of the year because he gave me all this opportunity to share more with the beauty industry which I just I loved I think you know saying that speech um, really for me was the highlight the speech was the highlight because I got to say it not to say that the award wasn't really um, uh, you know wasn't honored and the ABIA it was amazing that they gave me that opportunity but the speech for me and sharing that because I knew it was going to touch people did I tell you that I was actually I was going to the washroom and I had beauty professionals I mean I had them even as I was walking off the stage I had one fellow absolutely lovely man in fact I met him on the night um, and he turned around and he said to me a oh, great speech then I was going to the washroom and I had another one another man said to me oh that was the best speech I had Will up on stage as I could have said oh what a great speech then I went to the washroom and all these beauty professionals were crying like literally I, I couldn't I'm thinking what is going on because I knew as I, as I was up there and I was saying it I was reading it because I had to it was long um I felt really connected with the whole room like I felt like I just felt like we were one you know like it was like there's so much love was just pouring out of me to each of them because it's like I know what they've been through I know what it's like to service uh, women day in day out and I know how hard they work I, I just felt so much love for them and the you know the highlight was really actually when um, Tony who we met that night said you know what I have to tell you Al when you were up there I was thinking to myself I don't want her to stop I just wanted to keep talking and I thought wow that's a first <laughs> where's Toby where's Toby did you hear that <laughs> it was really beautiful and uh, yeah so it's it was great to talk about this and uh, and to talk about education and and so on is there anything else you'd like to add I think that wraps it up beautifully Awesome. Thank you everyone for listening in. I hope that you get some value out of this, uh, out of this podcast and uh, leave your comments. Let us know. Reach out to us if you want to know more about our programs because we certainly have quite a few at the moment that we're running and uh, we'll be back with you next week. Have a glorious week. Thanks, Kira. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Elle.